Just a quick service announcement to all the core queens and lords out there in the boogieverse. This episode of the podcast is proudly sponsored by Hitch Tea. A high performance tea made by two born and bred Aussie legends who were dissatisfied with the hot beverage market and wanted to introduce a viable product that would meet all of the customer's needs. This stimulating tea provides a slower release of caffeine for longer lasting energy throughout the day and provides clear conscious clarity without the freaky deaky jitters or midday energy crashes that coffee can provide. The crew over at Hitch have kindly offered to throw in a 15% discount if you use the code RIPTIDE15. All in lower cases, that's RIPTIDE15 at the checkout of hitchtea.com. So go grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy the upcoming episode. Yo! <laughs> okay, g'day and welcome to Comp Talk, another Riptide production here with uh, Luke O'Connor, my name is. Yeah, I just almost forgot that off the bat. And my co-host, <laughs> Sean Gregory Cooper. Coops, thanks for joining us again on um, this segment where we dissect most of the comps, well, hopefully all the comps, on the IBC Tour for 2023. How you going, mate? Happy to be here. Super psyched. A uh, lot to lot to unpack, really. Um, oh, mate, as always. To bring up on this one, so it's it's uh, yeah, all good. Let's it's go. always juicy. It's juicy, and you know, I should um, start off by saying it is the biggest comp in Asia. We can officially say that. I heard that on the broadcast numerous times. I'm talking about the 2023 Visit Maldives Pro, the biggest bodyboarding event in Asia. Can lay claim to that with the IBC throwing down a pretty well-rounded event. You know, obviously it has its pros and cons, and we're going to dig deeper into that. But starting off with the positives, really, just to get the ball rolling. Man, the Maldives look like a beautiful place. Like if I yeah. had a chance to go there, I would definitely hop on a plane and um, check out the zone because, you know, we'll delve deeper into Pierre's little um, adventure and a boat out to some far coning outer reefs where he was just getting, you know, 15, 20-second pits, almost reminiscent of a skeleton base well this week, but, you know, in a more Pacific Island style of wave, but... Yeah, it just looks like such a cool place and um, a lot of opportunity to explore over there and, and crazy city and, and urban sprawl too on very small uh, kind of secluded islands coops. Have, have you ever been there, mate? Mate, never been there. Would love to go. It makes me want to go more watching the – watching uh, maybe not the contest but watching the other stuff looks I, – I mean, if they're just doing day trips – Let's go, you know. That, that's the place looks insane. Those waves looked epic. Those little that little reef shelf they were surfing. Um, got to watch those, those clips with Amori, and um, I think there was a few girls there. And it, um, I don't know. Let's move the comp too. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking over. Well, yeah, that's probably one of the negatives. I guess you do look at the comp site and you start to think to yourself, well, we've just watched, yeah, Pierre Moray, um, numerous athletes just get barreled off their absolute scone at, um, you know, a wave reminiscent of cloud break on steroids. I know only in a kind of three or four foot virgin, uh, version, sorry, but I would um, happily. Hop, uh, hop on a plane to go surf that straight away and then you look at the comp site and it just lacks that real uh 
that real grab, that real punch, that real like, oh, wow, that's an amazing wave. It's a very contestable wave. You can see there's a lot of good um, fun lines you can draw. There's, you know, opportunities for sneaky little bowls. It it looks tricky and, and only like the best seem to succeed out there, the real technicians. But, yeah, fuck, man, we – Almost like the WSL at the moment, trying to call for you know ways of conequence uh, to take <laughs> on the Australians' books. Like the IBC almost need a little bit of that too. It's kind of like there would be other options there, but does it suit their needs? Does it suit the loca- like location? Is the marketing easier there? Do they have you know hotels and and um, easy access to resources? Like it's yeah, it's kind of the trade off, hey. Oh, for sure. Look, they've got a there's a men's division, a women's division, the junior men's division, a DK division. It makes total sense why they run it there. Um, I kind of reckon last year they got some good waves, um, but I reckon this year the the wave showed its true true colours, and it looks like a piece of shit to me. Like <laughs> anything with side wash and backwash going through it is a no from me. I'm out. You know what I mean? There's yeah. there's no worse wave in the world with than something with sidewash and backwash at the same time. Uh, and it look, the conditions were what they were. They got what they got. Um, I get it. There was a good day. I think it was day four was good. But every other day, it's, oh, is this the world tour comp? I don't know. What, what do you reckon? Uh, like, I get it, but um, I don't know. I just wasn't that into it, I. Eh? Yeah, nah, dude, I, I echo the same sentiments because you've got to think about, uh, again, as something that's going to be a product, something that's going to be broadcast out to the masses and something that's going to capture people's attentions. You know, there were moments of brilliance like there is on any world tour because you've got the best of the best going pound for pound out there in any division. The standard's really high and the athletes should all take a bow because I think it would have been mm. quite the slog out there at times to try and get points, you know, and to try and we can also talk about down the line maybe the, the over possible scoring of points at certain times. But most of the time yeah. it was hard to find a wave and they were doing it tough out there. So, you know, I kind of take my hats off to everyone involved for just getting out there and doing it. Like, I mean, they would have had a great time in the comp anyway. The location's beautiful. It would have been a top time away in like a tropical location. But, yeah, it would be hard as an athlete to turn up knowing that it's going to be mediocre. And, you know, unfortunately, talking off air coops, another reason why this wave possibly could suck and is shown its true colours is the recent development surrounding it and all the um the ocean bridges that are now connecting certain islands of the Maldives and especially the one that cuts right in front of this exact wave. Um yeah. I think that you know creating all those ribs up the face is all that sidewash and backwash you were talking about and just kind of mishmashing the energy too much to not get that nice even line which it used to be because oh, I've seen footage of it back in the day and I'm pretty sure it's the same wave it was a consistent barreling left with the odd right and it was ma- mm-hmm. mainly a, a left and it had good shape it definitely yeah. had good shape. I don't know what the oh, fuck happened that, that, I wish I could see that I'd love to see what it, what it used to be like um, it would yeah just to get an idea of you know, the way it used to be before something was put in front of it. Like the, you know, I, I think the bridge was, it's surely it's blocking something and then it, surely it's making it a bit wobbly, surely. Um, but may, maybe not. Like maybe it's the wall next to it that's making it wobbly and the wall in front of it too. It's like it's, 
I don't know. It, like, I get it. <laughs> uh, I was struggling a bit with this one, mate. I, so this, this is from a viewpoint too. Like, it'd be interesting to talk to some of the – like, you, you're hearing – you know, I'm sure Pierre thought it was great because he won. So, like, you know, I'm, I reckon if you were there and you competed and, and yeah, a win's a win. So you would be – you'd be happy no, no matter what. Um, but, you know, the guys that fell – that flew halfway across, across the world and, and got knocked out straight away, they might have different opinions to it. But And also the, the ones that possibly were paid, Sean, and the ones that weren't. We might want to just quickly yeah. highlight that when we're talking about athletes, man. Don't want to interrupt you, but just yeah. you know, to kind of swing on in with the point of why were some of the athletes given tourism dollars to come compete? As you know, I understand draw cards should be in events, but if you're an athlete competing for prize money and points on the world tour, I mean, you're competing for that alone, and that's the prestige, and and that and that's all time. It it just seems to me if you're in the draw. It, that shouldn't be the leg up and the kind of advantage given. I, I understand the draw, like the draw card for it, because it is good publicity for the event, getting big names there, and it's all about building the event. I understand that wholeheartedly. I'm not trying to take that side down from it, but just as a level playing field and how body boarding is, that money could be just maybe distributed for all the riders in other ways, you know, or or, or maybe all of them could have a discount in in certain other ways. I mean. That, that that sort of favoritism to me doesn't sit as well when you think about what could be going on possibly behind closed doors and palms getting greased, not making any accusations, but that leads you to think when that sort of kind of behaviour is 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 played out, if you know what I mean. No, for sure, man. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, once again, there was a lot of people in this comp. Like some of the early rounds, for you and I, first time ever we could actually watch this comp at a decent hour, which is, you know, nothing but positive. Um, some of the earlier, like, rounds, oh, man, like, I mean, anyone's allowed to go in this contest. It's as simple as that. Like, it's, it's I don't know, gone are the days where you've got to qualify for something and, 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 and rise to the to the highest stage because as far as I'm concerned, at the start of this contest, anyone could have been in the anyone. Um, so the level for me just wasn't there, especially in the earlier rounds, um, which means more people, um, which means a longer event, um, which, you know, then leads to, the comp running in a in a bad day, which is you know the final day. So you know it's a chain reaction, but obviously numbers means money and entry fees. So kind of all makes sense. Um, I I will say, um, uh, an event's better than no event, so that's a positive. Yeah. Oh man, for sure. For sure. Look, we're trying to go from positive and negative, positive and negative, maybe give that compliment sandwich back to anyone who like who was willing to listen, but <laughs> you know, okay, well let's go on a positive man. The English language was well laid out by none other than Jay oh, Lee on the podcast. Yes. Mate, it was mate, a breath my, of fresh air. My, I got a pros and cons list here. Like I said that I would do for you. And the number one fucking spot goes to Jay real mate. He was a breath of fresh air. Unbelievable. 
complete professional. Oh, Loved it. He, he was on fire and the insights and, you know, the way he is like vernacular just kind of takes off, man. You know what I mean? He just kind of goes into gear and you can see him just um, put the comp hat on, put the commentator hat on, put the, yeah. like, you know, spectator hat on. He, he's just, um, he's all over it and he enjoys bodyboarding, you know, 100 and, 50,000%. So it's so cool to see sure. him just doing what he loves. I kept seeing Vicky Rio commenting a lot of the um, IBC posts or a lot of the live chat stuff. So that was really cool to see. And um, I think Vicky sure. even at home was doing some of the um, the local surf updates that Jay usually does for the for the store. So that was also pretty classic to um, watch from afar and unfolding as a husband was talking a storm up on um, – on the broadcast, it was, yeah, it was really cool. And I think that actually made the difference for me watching a lot of the comp, you know, I, I it, it definitely allowed me to sit back <laughs> with a bit of ease and just let his voice <laughs> do his thing, you know? No, for sure, man. Like everything that he, he was funny. Um, no, he did, he did this one interview where he threw down a bit of Spanish. It was so funny, right? Like, and he, he like threw it back to the booth. He goes, what do you reckon of that one? <laughs> and he starts talking about the old days and you know like when he was commenting on um stewart's uh, heat and he was in his like he had all these insights mate that were just priceless he's so good like oh, put is. him on the payroll he's as as oh for he sure was. permanent man yeah permanently 100 percent. so like yeah big tick for me love jay very very good yeah Boom. All right. So we've gone from, yeah, pro, con, pro, con, pro. <laughs> and I think we're coming back to a possible con. So we should probably just bring it up, bring it up straight away. Tear the Band-Aid off, Coops. It's one of those ones that's probably been festering there for a while. Like, a, you know, one of those like reef cuts that you don't really tend to and then you forget to put the lime and the lemon on and she starts to get a bit whoopsie-doozy with a bit of golden staff and then it's fucking just riddled through your body and you're hating it. You're hating it and you're watching it every fucking time. Your little hair sitting up on your back because you know shit's going down that's not supposed to be happening or you don't anyway because judging is quite fucking subjective but yeah, jesus christ there was a couple of calls here that yeah. fucked with our heads like honestly yeah we all make mistakes and we all do and i'm gonna say that from the bottom of my heart i honestly do make mistakes every day and i will continue to make mistakes to the day yeah. i die but from the judge's perspective when you make the same mistake you correct and you move forward. If you continue to make the same mistake, it's shame on you. And unfortunately, with this scale and what happened with Yuri Valadeo's 10 halfway through that competition, not like it wasn't a good ride and he threaded that three to four foot scoop underneath the hood on a very fucking wishy-washy barrel that then allowed him an entry out the front. And he was in there for two seconds, maybe two and a half seconds. Amazing work. Hats off to the boat. Rode it to the best he could. Was it a 10? No, it was never mm. a fucking 10. If I can take everyone's mind back quickly, I know this is the surfing world, but you probably would have seen this right anyway. It was a nine point something from John John Florence in this year's pipe comp at Backdoor. It was only a mediocre day. Backdoor was about four to five foot. John John has sat in this barrel for almost nine seconds. I think it was eight point something. 
and he was not awarded a 10. Let's go back to Yuri Valdello. Completely different conditions, different location, different sport, but it's still in the water and it's still judged sub- subjectively by a panel for a score out of 10. There is no way you can say a person in a barrel for two and a so seconds compared to someone over eight seconds, even a different sport could be remotely close to the same score because it's not the same skill level. You know yeah. what I mean? It just it just isn't what it isn't. My rant's over. I'm going to hand it over to you. But that was Love a it. fucked up one. Yeah, look, I mean, definitely no disrespect to the to the big boy Yuri, the uh, world champion. Um, you know, he had a he had a good heat. He, he had a blinder of a heat. He was actually really emotional after this heat in the in the interview. Um, he beat Amori and Mike Stewart. You know, there's a lot of world titles in the water. So yeah. let's let's just keep the scale at a certain level because there are three world champions in the water and that's the way way it is you don't just start throwing throwing ridiculous scores everywhere which is exactly what they did um look it was the best wave of the heat um well that's even subjective as well like he got another wave like look there weren't many barrels so i don't know what the fuck they were thinking though it's like they were just like oh well if we see a barrel the, the scale is going to be from 8 to 10 because there's not going to be many. But that's that's just not right because um, a barrel a barrel's great, like a good proper one. Um, but it's technically, you know, I mean, it's, all these guys could ride any any barrel given to them. It's, it's quite easy unless it's a complete shocky ride, um, you know, like a, like a tube hog type thing. But this oh, was um, – not even close, uh, mate. I totally agree. They could judge the ju- uh, grab. Sorry, the judges' table, the bifold table, which they are laying their fingers down on their digital screens, and they could take that out to the lineup and slide into a pit any day of the week. But I'm sure yeah. the criteria was laid out there in front of them at the start of the day. Like, yeah, barrels might score high. Happy days. But you're so right. That one point you touched on earlier, world champions in the water, and if you're going to change the scale from heat to heat or from day to day, or from conditions to conditions, whatever it is, you're so right in saying Yuri Valadeo is a lot better than a 10 in a three-foot mush burger for 10 yeah. seconds, uh, for two seconds, sorry. Like, come on. Let's just Yeah, like, I think if he, if he finished it with something, like, he kind of even doggy-dawed it, really. But if he had done something after it, like, I still wouldn't have given it a 10, but just, just like... I mean, a 10, 10, 10 is perfect. It's a perfect ride. Like, I mean, is there anything else to say? Like, it's, like fucking, it's just stupid. Like, if you get, uh, like, we, we didn't really touch on it in, in Eureka. Like, Eureka, there was, it was the best comp of the year for, like, stuff thus far. Um, but they'll throw in too many 10s out there too. Like, keep, keep, that level of between 9 and 10 has to be, you have to start splitting the hairs a bit because somebody can catch up, and it actually did happen in Eureka. Um, Coops, in- between the 9 to 10, it's sacred. You're so right. It's sacrilegious yeah. ground. It's like, fuck, you're, you're going to the Holy Covenant and having, you know, the Boog Lord's body and the Boog Lord's blood through the chalice. Like, you're, you're in the 9 to yeah. 10 range. Yeah, like, I, I, I like the fact that they award 10s because 10s, it'd be nice to get a 10, and um, but it has to be perfect, like meaning even the perfect time of the heat for them because they throw a 10 out in the first 
few minutes, which they didn't hear. But if they did, that's that screws the whole heat because the, that's where the the. Um, well, I mean, somebody can't get better than that, so you've kind of locked it. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's you've got to be you got to be careful, man. And I I I don't know. I reckon they've they're right. They're right. They obviously talk about it. You know, like they must say, oh, look, if you really think it's fuck, man, I just don't get it. It just wasn't a 10. Simple as that. No disrespect to Yuri, too. I said that. No, 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 no. I know. And again, let's just reference. Yeah, I know. The athletes are just out there, you know, giving it their all and trying to get the best scores they can. So whatever's handed down to them is is handed down. And again, not to be completely negative, this comp was was really cool. And what IBC has been doing for the whole entire year has been well above average from what we've seen over the last couple of, obviously with COVID and stuff like that. But, you know, going through harder times, they're they're doing um, the best that they can. There's just the fine-tuning that needs to really be locked down. And unfortunately, when it comes to judging, it's extremely difficult to please everyone. I'll, I'll, I'll put that out there. Everyone's going to have different yeah. opinions. And some people might have seen that as a 10. Hats off to you. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. So please lay your lay yours down to be poked and prodded and just to be examined and to, you know, to fucking just – just be honest and 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 out there with it and just say it as it is and this is exactly what we're doing that was not a 10 and the judging needs to improve because it'll the sport will lose its credibility and all the hard work the IBC's done and everything they've put together will just go out the window because people yeah. will just keep looking at these scales and just going hang on a second is this is this being crafted are, are these heats trying to be massaged here to allow certain people through and blah 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 that's where things start getting thrown around because you lose the credibility of, of what's going down. You're, it's unexpected. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then people start like even the athletes, what are they going to start aspiring to going, okay, well, you've just got a 10 for that barrel. Am I going to try and look for a three to four foot barrel now and stay in there for two and a bit seconds and, and pop out the front? Yeah. Is that what's well, going to get me? Right. Like, like imagine if it, if another wave came through in that set very uh, in, in, or in that heat similar like and they've gone to a 10 what's the neck guy going to get it? like i mean stuart i'm looking at it now the scores he got a 6.4 and a 4.35 what if another one came through stuart got a 10 and then you got a Maury laverne like one of the best guys in the world top 3 at the moment and for sure he was gone because fucking they're throwing out tents. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, he he, he could have got screwed big time. Um, I know. Do you know what I mean? So he, I, I agree with you. What you, what you said, Dan, you, you, that very well said. And that's that's where it's – and like I, I was – I did look at the Riptide thing. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, Elliot's good at that. And and he um, he, you know, some of the people were like, "Oh, don't start this." And it's like, "Fucking don't start what, man? Like, this is what you've got to do to improve things. You got to talk about it. It's not about this. Isn't um, beach grit? You know, like where they they completely backstab everything. That's they, they'll bring the most positive thing in the world down." Yeah down and and make it a negative do you know what i mean in my opinion yeah. um yeah. where riptide's not it's not really going down that path it was more of a it was a discussion and it was it was a valid one in my opinion i thought it was really good to see what p- people thought um I, I hope yuri didn't take any offense to it because it had nothing to do with him he's just surfed his heat and had a blinder and, and he's he should be super proud but um you know this was all 
um, aimed at the the judge's box, not not at the rider. So, you know, that's uh, yeah. You're you're right. You you let, maybe we should let it there too. <laughs> uh, good on mate. Door for the cap, Sean. Mate, well yeah. said. I I appreciate that. That's and nice. um, let's uh, move on to a positive. I think um, I think Pierre's ability and adaptability. Yeah, for um, sure. Just to just to just to pull it out at all stops. He turns out at big barreling waves. He sorry turns up at big barreling waves. Turns up at ramp waves. Turns up at indifferent waves. Turns up at long barreling point waves. You know, I'm thinking about Morocco the next stop and thinking about what he did in tender and his silky smooth lines through those long funneling points. And hopefully it is at a point break, not at the the peaky town wave in um Agadir that we've we've so dreadfully spoken about all fair prior but um you know he is a true professional he is at the peak of his powers and he is a chiseled smoldering good-looking european man that has the world at his fucking feet it's unbelievable eh? i've got a bit of a man crush on him actually after speaking to him last week and just getting um more of the insights to his life because he just did it from humble beginnings and got all the way to the top. And he truly is the Prince of Bergen. The shit he's done for bodyboarding with his style and his, you know, European heritage is, yeah, is so influential. He's he's killing it. But yeah, man. I just finished the podcast today uh, with you and you and Pierre, and and I when he won that contest, I was I was super stoked. I was he was so uh, he's so professional. Hey. Like he, he just does everything right. The way he surfed the heat, he surfed it perfectly for the for the shit waves that were out there. He, he just he didn't look. I, I as soon as I, I mean, Tanner like just started hustling and and I just watched him and I was like, fuck, he's going to win this heat, man. And he hadn't even caught a wave. You could just tell he knew exactly what he wanted to get. He only needed two waves, and that's exactly what he did. And then once he got the two, he started to better the two, like if he could. But the waves just got worse and worse. So, complete professional. Um, yeah, it was it was sick to, to to see him win another contest, man. Like he's won two this year. That's fuck, pretty impressive, man. Stoke yeah, super him. impressive. And so we were d- discussing the points prior to Coops, and you know, I really want to nail this down. You have the figures in um, your head way better than I do, so I'd really like you to um, take the lead on this one. But what's the current situation with the rankings for the men's? And we'll definitely touch on the women's um, shortly, but uh, for the men's at the moment, leading into the two last Bible event- events being Morocco, 2,750 points, and uh, Grand Canary Fronton being 3,000 points. Who can win, mate? Yeah, so this is coming from just figuring it out from the total rankings on IBC. So I could get this a little bit wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be right. Um, from the just just going off the other points and et cetera, et cetera. Um, from my one, two, three. There's only really four guys that can win from here. Tanner's a mile ahead, really. Uh, it's his to lose. He's, he's in a really, really good spot. He's got four finals. Um, he needs to win a contest to better his score. If he gets another second, he won't better his score at all. Um, so he needs to win one to get more points. I would dare say if he wins the next contest, um, he will win the world title. I don't think anyone can overtake him. Um, but by saying that, if he doesn't win any more comps, there's only two to go for the men's, uh, there's three other guys that can win, and it's uh, 
Moises, Tristan, and Pierre. Amore just misses out. And let me tell you this, I haven't really figured out the the exact one on, on Pierre, but um, on the other two, they'll need to win the next two comps. So that's it. You know, we're kind of – I mean, Tristan's – it's possible for Tristan. Moises is pretty young. That's going to be a big call, big ask for him to win two, the next two comps. Um, Tristan, you would never, ever count him out. So he's a bit of a dark horse, I would say. But Pierre's um, – he's hot on his heels, I reckon. He could um, he could do some damage to, to Tanner and he's because he's so good. Um, he, he's – I would – I pretty much reckon – Pierre's coming second right now because he's he, he's only counting three events and he's coming fifth. So if he had um, another another comp up his sleeve, he'd be coming second. Um, so uh, Ethan Capteville's coming second, and I did the maths, and I unless I'm wrong, I don't think he can win. Even if he wins the next two comps, I don't think he can win. So yeah, it's it's kind of tennis to lose, man, and which which makes total sense. Four finals, it's fucking amazing. Well, bro, let's touch on Tanner. And thank you so much for that breakdown because, wow, dude, you've crunched the numbers and that's insane watching, you know, knowing that mm. inside now and coming into the last two events for the men at least, that's um, going to make things really interesting. But, yeah, talk about Tanner, man, four finals in a row and just the way he is mechanically going through heats, the way he just has so much confidence up. Um, he's got Eye of the Tiger stuff going. Look, we know he still hasn't won that elusive event. Um, that you know, he really. I mean, sorry, did he, did he did he win one at the start of the year? No, no, no. He's got four seconds, man. Yeah, four seconds. Yeah. yeah. So just just wild to think that you know he's kind of still hovering there without a win, but consistency wise, like you can't beat him. He would have to be considered, you know, one of the best, if not the best, bodyboarders in the world at the moment. Well, for sure. Like it, he he was killing it in. Um... In, in the Maldives, like he said, he, he was probably one of the favourites, wouldn't you reckon? I mean, he beat yeah. Amore in, in like the quarters, which was early for, for Amore's standards, or quarters or maybe even the sixth round. Um, yeah. I could check no, that. I but, think it was uh, the quarters, man. I think I think it was the quarters. Oh, was it the quarter? Yeah, which is a, that's a massive quarterfinal heat, you know what I mean? Um, Actually, yes, it down. is because um, Jay, uh, Vicky Real, sorry, commented on that post, and I only remember this. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you, but just to say that um, quarterfinal question mark should be a final exclamation yeah. mark, you know, because uh, it honestly was. I got it in front of me. It's round six, so there you go. Oh, is it? it uh, my mistake. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. So Amore's, um I mean, that's early for him to go down in these in these events because he's because he's so good. So, but who who's who beat him, Tanner? So it's it's kind of like so unfortunate that their seed, but butts heads like that. But it is what it is. Um, uh, I, I think that the, the the waves let Amore down. He he, he shows his true um, potential when the waves are good. Um, he's you know he's not getting any younger, and I and I think you know these these types of events are gonna. They, they kind of hurt him a little bit just because when the waves are kind of shit, he tries really, really hard and he surfs really well. But, um, you know, that it's almost like the younger guys can kind of out-surf him a little bit uh, when the waves are shit. Um, he's, but, you know, when, when the waves are on, it's, he's, he's, he's top three favourite really, isn't he, in an event? Yeah, definitely. You can almost compare it to say, like, looking at, say, a, 
a mic or something on tour, like a Kelly Slater in the surfing world where, yeah, you're right, those pet events, he's almost unbeatable. But then when you play something like at for Pipe, for example, both Mike Stewart and Kelly Slater are exactly the same at Pipe. They you know, can be close to unbeatable. But when you put them at a Brazilian beach break, they're just going to be another another bloke in heat. Still with a lot of experience and still very dangerous. It could easily blow you out of the water. But, yeah, so hard to mix and match when the waves just get so tech, you know. It's a yeah. Oh, bro, yeah. Another habit you know, you don't. Think, you know, talking about the waves again, this is kind of like kind of sums it up a little bit. And this uh, total credit to there's a guy called Jorge Hernandez who is in the Pro Juniors, and he won the Pro Juniors. Yeah, um, so he got to the semis in the men's, and and that he got beaten by Tanner. Like that kind of sums up the waves for me. If if a grommet gets to the semis in a pro tour at comp, um, grommets like they love any types of waves. It's because they're surfing them all day long, every single day. They're they're probably you know he's still young. He's still got his um, you know he's still he's probably little. You know what I mean? And 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 you know he's exceeded in the. In, in, in this contest, um, you know, hats off to him. He's be, he beat some big names. Uh, but that kind of sums up the waves for me because if the grommet's going that well, like hats off to him, like I said before, but it kind of just, you know, it's because those grommets love those waves, man. They, they, they surf them all the time. 100%. And they're lighter, they're more agile, they're just uh... – you know, just way more into that whole tech side of things where as you get older, yeah, you probably are more into just the big airs, barrels and drawing epic lines. You're not so much focused on the spin to win aspect or being able to be as technical as you can be. Just technical in different ways, if you know what I mean. But, um, dude, sure. it's so funny you uh, mentioned that Hernandez fella because obviously, yeah, um, he's doing so well and did win this competition. I think he's le- leading the junior men's, if I was not mistaken, but he did meet our young Ryan Hill-Smith in the quarterfinals there of the Pro Junior, and um, it was a pretty epic battle. Ryan Hill-Smith's um, done a really good job over there in the Maldives, young 17-year-old um, from the Coffs Harbour region. It's pretty cool to see uh, him Is go that so the guy well. that did the GoFundMe? Yeah, it was, man. It was, yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, spoke- yeah, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, and they spoke to um, uh, uh, a fella from up Coffsway, Paul Vandenboom. Um, he also does some future casts on the the Riptide uh, app, man, in regards to like five-minute pods with uh, very very young Groms coming up or the future generation at, um, you know, comp sites or free surf locations up and down the coast whenever he can. And, yeah, it's a really cool insight. I like how he does the five-minute thing um, too. That, that span really suits uh, – you know, uh, people's uh, attention span this this day and age, especially mine too, mine included for sure. But, um, yeah, like it was just really funny to see, you know, not funny but just um, just just a, a little tear drop from the side of my eye, Coops, knowing that we've got an Australian <laughs> over there. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, it just, right. It just Are felt you kidding nice. Me? We had four Australians in this comp. Fucking about time, boys. How good is I that? Know, I was so I know. stoked to see it. So stoked that the boys went over. We had Cambridge, Tommy Morris, there Gary too. Thatcher, yeah. To- yeah, Thomas Morris, and Ryan Hill Smith. How good is that, boys? Well done. I'm stoked. You I know. Out. I know. Hats off to the Aussies. They got over there. They gave it a fucking dig. Fucking nice, um, mate. 
Yeah, it's just great to see the flag being flown and, and continue it, boys. I know it's a bit expensive and the dollars are, are mounting up, but, um, yeah, keep going to the comps and, and, and keep turning up because, you know, you're going to win one one of these days and we'll fly over and hit the after party, won't we, Coops? Fuck it, we'll do it. <laughs> How good was that? Just silence there for three seconds. <laughs> oh, I had you on the spot there. Yeah, we'll probably have to talk about the details, but you know, yeah, it could be in the yeah, pipeline. Yeah. I'm so sure. I'm sure. No, I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. Let's go. I'm stoked. That, that's, it's, um, you know, it's about time, man. It, and surely we're going to get a few more as the years go by. Um, you know, fingers crossed. So, yeah, um, definitely. So we've got Morocco coming next. Uh, actually, sorry, let's quickly touch on the women's before we go, man, because I really feel um, like we probably should have given it a little bit more time. But yeah, that, 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 that and the DK too, man, because um, I, I wanted to mention something about the DK. But, yeah, the, so the girls, um, uh, what do you got? Sorry. Girls. I'll go through the rankings really, really quickly so we can just get a head start on that. We've got <laughs> Sari O'Hara. Um, she must be very, very close to winning the world title, yeah. She's super close, man. She's on 4,290 points. She's been in first position the whole way through, uh, believe it or not, this um, 2023 she calendar year. Won. She's got You've two got... firsts and two seconds. Um, but how many as best four, right? Oh, and then, wow, Teresa Miranda. Who she's won this got, comp for the, for the females. Got, and she won Antip Augusta. So she's got two firsts as well. So obviously um, it's not over yet because if she it, – it's, it's, surely it's a two-horse race. It's definitely a two-horse race. Um, so she's going to have to, like, win a contest, the next one, um, and and then get second in the next one. I'm just trying to figure out how many more comps are in the in the women's though. Um, do you know? Hang on, I've got an idea. Um, no, so we've got I'm the Maldives. Gonna... There's no. There's one. It's so they got Sintra. They got yeah, the Walker Bay Pro, and they have uh, Morocco as well. So there's three comps to go. So she. No, no, it's not over yet. But that's a two horse race. Yes, sweet. So Teresa Miranda was the winner of this event over Sari O'Hara in the final. So they're obviously going toe for toe, which is pretty cool to um, see. We've got Neymar Carvalho at uh, and third position, and obviously now knowing that it's kind of a two horse race, I'll just do the the top ten here. Um, Maria Viana. Vienna, yeah, Vienna, sorry, in fourth place on 2,760 points. Joanna Schenker, 2,685 points in fifth. Sixth place, sixth place, blah, 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 blah. Alexandra Rinder, um, 2,580 points. Seventh yeah. place, Luna Hardman, uh, 2,265 points. It gets really close here at the end, at the tail end of the, the top ten. Uh, Namika Yamam- Yamashita. I'm pretty sure. Sorry if I'm pronouncing these really poorly. <laughs> because goodness gracious me, again, uh, I'm just ridiculous. Yeah, like 2,305 points. Yeah. Um, Teresa Pedrella, 2,138 points in ninth. And on 10th place, Melea Venturin, 2,100 points from Brazil. Yeah, like they're all, 
Oh, maybe somebody else could win it, but they're going to have to like win the next three comps. Uh, and Sari's got to get nothing, but like not not better her score. Um, maybe Nomura. I don't think so though, because she's got a second. Um, oh, she could actually Nomura could. She could. There's three comps to go. If she won the next three, she'd win. Yeah, so, which again uh, is probably highly unlikely. But again, the same with Tristan Roberts. Could do it for sure. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, like you do, you've always got to back the um, the outside horse, don't you, Blukey boy? Oh, um, mate, I love <laughs> having a sneaky lobster on a 10 to 1 or a 15 to 1 shot because when they get up, you are having many an oyster that night for dinner, eh? Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, you know um, they don't bode well for me, but they, they bode well for you. <laughs> Um, oi, just just quickly, I just want to touch um, big shout out to Dave Hubbard. Just won his tenth world title, fucking booyah! Um, he, oh, he just never seems to lose. So he's a freak. Um, he's a freak in the water for the prone. Um, but I just want to shout out Sammy Morantino. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be pr- completely honest. A few people are gonna get upset with this. Not the biggest DK fan in the world. Sean Cooper is not okay. Um, probably because <laughs> I be can't do it. So you know, like I just sometimes I struggle with it. Um, and I reckon it's the lack of seeing it in real life these days. Back in the day, you know, you'd see you'd see Ballard throw the knee up, um, throw the leg up. Um, we, we'd get to see it in real life, you know what I mean? Um, you, you used to see Lucky. I used to travel with Lucky a lot and um, and, you, and you could appreciate it more when you see it in real life. But these days, mate, I, 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 I see, there's like one guy at Headlands that does it every now and then. But other than that, man, I don't see it. I don't really surf with as a glossop that much, but um, I imagine he'd be nice to watch in real life. Um, shout out. But... Fucking Sammy Morantino, mate. I watched him, and it, it seems to be a, a common occurrence with the Hawaiians and and the Jack Stance, eh? But he he fucking rips, mate. And I, I I wasn't expecting it until I actually watched it in those ways. Because to to be honest, that was a really good DK DK comp because the waves were kind of suited to it. Um, you know, like it wasn't too hectic and steep and whatever. It was like. Amori was throwing the throwing the tail and whatever, but Sammy, mate, do yourself a favour, go and watch the replays because I thought he was fucking ripping. So that's my two cents on the DKs. Yeah, sick. No, no, no. I, I definitely had the same sort of vibes too, Coopsy. Obviously, Dave Hubbard again reigns supreme. He always will. He just seems to keep reinventing himself year in, year out. He's a complete athlete these days he's just a waterman he's the rubber man much like his brother they seem to be just you know flexible as strong to the core and um he just yeah as as pierre does turns up and and gets it done you know there there is a real there is a real different mindset uh when it comes to competition like that and and you can tell the top guys when they've got that aura around them and dave seems to to have that most times where he just seems to Sit high above the rest. So, yeah, it's so cool. And Sammy Morantino, also um, an amazing DK. I would really like to see Matt Crilly come back and serve some heats too. You know, I think he'd be really good to spice up the flavor. He's another great um, DK that we've had on the podcast with his, his um, beautiful wife, Ayaka. And just, yeah, you know, he's a he's another talented um, 
drop near that that should be in the mix. But uh, yeah, really cool part of the comp. And you're right, the wave style and um, shape suited the decaying down on the ground. So yeah, it was it was nice to see those open face calves and a, and um, some some really solid like tail whips at the end there, eh? especially on those lefts. Just wow, no, <laughs> but like they they kind of did something quite smart to like the DK. It's hard for the DKs to to travel the world and follow the tour. Like, let's be honest, um, it, it, but it's best two comps. So that's why Dave won because he's he's he won he won two comps. So he, that's it. It's done. Which is kind of interesting because oh no, I know why because it was probably more comps in Antofagasta, more, more points. Um, I'm just thinking if there's any more. Yeah, it's like mathematically impossible think, now for anyone to catch up. Yeah, like so Sammy won um, a contest, but the, the points were less. So, yeah, no, obviously that's why it's impossible. But, I mean, if Sammy won the next comp, which is in Sintra, um, he'll hold his head high, mate. Um, fucking stoked for him. That was... It's worth watching, eh? Like, they, they were fucking just throwing that tail like Roach used to. That like, ah! it was sick, yeah. mate. <laughs> Slice and dice, eh? It's almost like yeah. seeing someone putting three to the beat, just like whack, yeah. whack, whack. Fucking eyes. It was sick. So, so yeah, good, that was man. cool. Um, I, the, yeah, I just wanted to. Um, and the Grommets, too. I actually watched the. I watched a little bit of the Grommets. And, and, and the cool thing I like about this tour is having a pro, duo, pro junior tour. Um, and, and and they have to talk, you know, to the to the telly and and all the rest of it. And it's it was so cool watching them do their interviews, like these little grommets, mate. And they're like super stoked. And and I reckon that's that's actually a really cool part of it um, to, to to see them. And and that that's just going to make them grow. You know what I mean? So I thought I thought that was cool. Like the so the thing about this contest, there, there there were positives. I just I kind of struggle with it with the men's. Everything else I thought was really good. I thought it was suited with um, how many people they had, and um, you know, like I said, the the, the juniors and the um, the drop knees loved it. Um, yeah, I think the men's is where I struggle with it personally. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I know for not the high performance factor that we're so used to seeing on tour this year. And I think um, another positive from it too was the tourism and marketing um, collaboration between the Maldivian government and the IBC. Obviously, you know, very lucrative and um, very, very powerful because it was a it was a well resourced resource competition, um, and it had all the trimmings and cuttings of a of a well put together production you know and you look at a lot of the youtube clips that have come up since the uh the comps finished and all the lifestyle um shots around it and just showing off the town and the different locations and blah 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 it's um yeah it's really i I, I just have to just i gotta step in on you on that one now the the highlight reels yeah they were nice and arty and they showed the town and and they stitched it together really well um, just a little bit of criticism to the production. Um, some of those angles were ridiculous. They were looking down. They were down the beach, looking into the wave, and it, you're watching the you're watching the heat. And they were showing. They kept showing the same angle, and it was like the worst angle. And then they, they were showing a replay of the same angle, and you're like, I can't get. I can't. I, I have no idea what this wave was like because I'm looking into the barrel. And then, <laughs> then they would quickly flip, flick it to the front 
in the replay while the guy was riding out of the whitewash and you're like, oh, yeah, that's the angle I want. And then that was it. It was gone. And it was like, it was fucking like, come on, guys. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, stop, stop using that camera. Like, turn him off. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. For it sure. was doing my head in, man. Like, because it was the one contest. Like, you probably, I know you want angles for highlight reels, but when you're actually just trying to watch the comp to get a grasp on the, on the score that you just saw, I mean, just just throw the one up in front, mate, so we can see the wave. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, man. don't do it hundred percent. It's simple. It's a simple recipe. Just don't it's change so simple. it. Simple. The angle, mate. <laughs> I don't know why the wheels were just falling off everywhere, mate. And I was just like, "What's going on, boys?" Uh, <laughs> Get me on the cam, eh? Get goose behind you. I'll get you some fucking angles with jangles. Have you seen my reels on my website, mate? Have you seen my pools? Have you seen my pools? Uh, that's where it comes from, mate. I'm picky. I'm very picky. I know. But, <laughs> hey, mate, you got a keen eye. you got a keen eye. I love it. Yeah. And on that note, um, Coopsy, man, let's wrap it up, dude. Thanks again for another oh, uh, We've got one more thing awesome to talk chat. about. So, yeah, the contest, um, you know, it's about a four out of ten for me. Um, oh was, shit! Sorry, jump the gun. I'm going to rating. Don't you reckon? Like, um, yeah, it was under under halfway for me. It was just the ways were fucked. Simple as that. Um, for sure. But we're going into the next contest, right? Like, let me just so the Walker Bay Pro got down. Uh, it's it's not a men's comp anymore, so they obviously lost the funding. Um, it's a men's specialty event, so whatever that means, that'll be cool. There'll be something there, but there's, it's not actually an event. So the next comp's actually Morocco. So this tour is, you know, it's got some pretty cool events, but there's still an event in Australia that we haven't seen yet. However, on Instagram in the last 10 days, we've been seeing a lot of stuff pop up about the none other than the Shark Island Challenge 2024. And I want to ask the fucking question, is this real or is this fake, Luke O'Connor? <laughs> I thought I was going to sign <laughs> off without getting that question thrown at me, Sean Gregory Cooper. But, we um, want to know, mate. We want to know. Yeah, look, um, I'll, yeah, I'm definitely happy to talk about it. And, again, I'm really in its infant stages of just talking to certain people and trying to get wheels in, in motion. Like a lot of good people want to get behind and have already put up their hand, um, you know, in the, in the back. I'm not going to name any names just because uh, that would be unfair to any sort of parties getting involved. But good people um, are definitely behind it at the moment. We're looking for hopefully a period of June, July next year, looking at the tides, they seem to be the best around there and hopefully that uh, coincides with um, availabilities in events around the world also, just trying to make sure that, you know, it fits in there quite nicely. But um, it definitely definitely wants to go ahead. It's been a long time in the making. It sat dormant there for so long. We just hope we get the waves, Coops, and we hope we get um, people that want to, come across and and surf it again because you know yeah. in my eyes again this this might be just me being biased old shy hobbit that, that, that i am but it's definitely one of the best waves in the world in my eyes man it's got to be back on 100%. somewhere on some tour somewhere 100 percent, bring it back tell me i've got a, I got just a couple of questions um at this stage early days same format as, as it used to be um locals versus blow-ins 
Yes, or yeah, no? for, sh- for sure. Yeah, the 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 ratios might change in regards to um, blow-ins and locals, and just making sure it's tapered to um, making it a uh, broadcastable product. Let's put it that way. Um, one day event, you reckon? Oh, see, the, yeah, we're still really in chats about this. I, I couldn't say one day or two. I mean, logistically, you would hope for one. Um, that would be ideal. But to nail that is going to take a lot of things to fall in favour um, yeah. for that to happen. So, yeah, I, I, I can't say definitely right now. One would be ideal, but probably open for two just to make sure we get the best of both worlds. Yeah, for sure. And obviously... Uh, this will be a specialty event. Yeah, it's not going to be part of the world tour. No, and 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 again, these are things that we haven't finalised with any sort of governing body, and we definitely want to be open to anyone and everyone who's keen to um, have us on board. I mean, you know, ideally, it'd like to be a special event on the IBC um, World Tour. If that can happen, if it can't, um, I'm sure it can still run. Uh, with the supporting and backing of, you know, key stakeholders and, you know, people from around the the world, especially here in Australia and and hopefully from a um, government standpoint that we we could find some backing here that would would allow it to run because I think think it brings a lot to the table when it comes to action sports and I think we all need to look at the success that it had previously and if you look at all the events, say like Cape Fear, um, you know, the Cape Fear comp, that what that drew in. I think I heard something on the Swellings podcast the other day that when that 2016 comp ran, all the crew that was over there for the Cloudbreak Fiji, Cloudbreak Fiji comp, it was the World Tour comp, like one of the heaviest and gnarliest waves on the World Tour at the time, were all sitting at the bar at um, the Nomoto uh, Hotel glued to their eyes watching that event knowing how ridiculously dangerous and and um next level it was and the island draws that same that same vibe it's like when you watch pipeline it's like when you watch front on it's like when you watch you watch eureka you know the circumstances um are there that could possibly end someone's life and has broken backs and bones you know like you just got to put that out on the table it's most certainly ended people's ability to walk and that's yep. the that's that's the spectacle in which you're um you're you're hoping to see. So hoping no, for sure. For- like, man, bring it back. Let's do it. Like, I, I'd um, I'd be, you know, I'd like you know, like anything to get it back, mate. It's got to be one of the best comps that we've. Wait, ever can had. you tell us about um, your experience in your Shark Island Challenge, Coopsy? Because oh yeah, I'd love that. Um, yeah, I I swan dive on a on a. Dry clothes. No, but give us the background, brother. What died? year was it? Um, it was oh nine. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Two thousand four, mate. Yeah, and I had a shocker. So that's that's all you need to know. Because the <laughs> she took a hold of me. The wave took a hold of me, and so did Dave Ballard as well. Because fuck, he did. He was very hard to surf with, and um. <laughs> 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 oh mate, I think many a competitor, even local fellas would have Oh my god. 
All, all, all you, you want to know is you don't want to draw him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard some stories <laughs> on the rock about people rocking off and saying, oh, yeah, he'll get the first wave or whatever. And oh. Ballard just turns him and just, just pretty much gives him the finger and says, that won't be fucking happening today, gentlemen. <laughs> Paddle well, straight that, out. That is hilarious. 100%. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> mate, we are uh, – how good, mate? I'm speechless because it it just uh, everyone talks about it and it's got to be, I mean, it's just, just even like where it is, it's right in the middle of Cronulla. Everyone can see it. It's not a secret spot. We don't have to worry about stepping on toes. It's like, it's, I I just think that you you guys have got to tackle the format and things like that and the amount of riders, because that's going to be your hardest thing because if you get the right format and the right amount of riders, then you just got to pray for the swell and the tides and the winds, um, and then you'll have an insane event. Which, fuck, they pulled it off so many times. You've just got to go back to the best years and go, oh, that was good, that was good. Um, maybe we should do something similar to that, you know what I mean? Um, I can't even think of what the favourite year was for me because I saw so – I went and watched so many of them, and um, they, were, they were all so good to watch, mate. So oh, I totally agree, Coopsie. Bras, I, I can't, I can't agree with you enough on that last point too. And thank you for the kind words, but that, um, that point about how good they are to watch as a spectacle, it's still one of the best things, you know, I've, I've ever witnessed. If you're up on the point or you're out in the channel, we'll hopefully have, you know, plenty of boats out there. We've had some offers with, with, with that sort of, um, you know, craft and resources already, which is amazing. And just having like it be the amphitheater, much like Fronton is and staring down yeah. from the cliffs, you can kind of do it from the point and, and just see the severity on it. And when you're side on out there at the wave, f- firstly, again, extremely lucky because you've got such deep water around it and such a shallow ledge just there. So you can just sit literally 10 to 15 metres away quite easily. But you feel and hear how much energy is just <laughs> – propelled yeah. onto that fucking rock ledge. So it, yeah. it um it's such a cool spectacle. And when Alex Leon and and um and Forty and, and so many people before before you know anyone has taken the reins this year um has have done such a good job. You only have to look back to the Channel Nine Wild Water Sports um segment that just came up with um and Andrew Lester and Alex Leon on T V for it and just the just seeing how um how much impact it had, man, and how professional it was. It just looked one of the best spectacles. So we're just hoping we can kind of meet those standards and uh, bring it back for the people and bring Boogan back. Yeah, brother, especially in Australia, for God's sakes. But let's do it. Oh. Let's get something going. <laughs> I know, eh? Get the windmill turning, eh? We've been, it's been yeah. drought for too long, lad. Yeah. I, I, look, the way the tour is going at the moment, I, I don't. it's very hard to I couldn't see it being a part of the tour, man. Like, there's, there's too many guys in these events and it, it'd just be too hard, I reckon. I, I hate to say that, but um, don't you think? Like, it's it's got to be just a specialty event. And, yeah. And, and, which is, is maybe that's the way hard. it should be. Like, the way it was from the very, very beginning, mate, when um, whoever ran the very first one, maybe it was 40, um, but, it, yeah, 12 blow-ins and 12 locals and it it was sick man like it, it it was kind of like less is more in that contest if you know what i mean and let's be honest like last year you and i actually thought about it you wouldn't have even been able to run the event because of the the way that you was with the conditions so you can't it's not like you guys are surfing out there every single day um to line everything up is going to be tricky so 
I reckon it's a perfect specialty event, and then we can get fucking get the old dogs back out there, mate. We can even see Ben Player drive down. We can see all the old champs, and um, everyone's gonna love it, mate. I'm psyched. Uh, I, I I agree with you so much, Coops. You know, talking about the old dogs getting out there, mate. I'd love to see Winnie giving a, a little fang again. Uh, you know what I mean? All those acid drops he did out there, those two <laughs> famous acid drops. I just want to see another one. Well, what about Nugget Purcell? We always talk about him. Do you reckon we can get him there? Or Oh, mate, 100%. He's actually already asked what the prize money is. <laughs> that's, his, that's his first question. And we just like, I just laid out a figure to him and he was like, shit, yeah, all right. He's, he's, he's in. So, yeah, mate, oh, get him back. Like, did you, you only just see him like recently on the uh, Riptide Cinema, mate? Um, yeah. The, the uh, uh, holding on um, segment of Nathan Purcell going up yeah. and just talking about that 2001 comp and just talking, just turning up and. Not 2001, yeah. sorry. What what was it, 90? No, it was. It was 2001. Like, 2001, yeah. One or two, but like the um, – yeah, you, you couldn't have an island comp without him, I don't reckon. Oh, it's, you need him there, just, man. Yeah. For sure. There's a couple of those guys that you can't have. You, you, you kind of have to – you know, they've got to have their place there forever, in my opinion, and that's why it needs to be a specialty event because once it's back to the world tour – um, it gets weird, you know. You got oh no, I suppose it doesn't matter these days because fucking anyone goes in these comps. So I don't know what I'm talking about with that. But I reckon um, you're right about it being not an IBC World Tour event, and I think I was more leaning towards a special event too because you, you've you've got to massage the waiting period of almost two months really, like and have it yeah. open for a window. And so then it clashes with one of those comps. You can't expect them to all fly over, but that also gives the opportunity for other people to get in at different times. And there are still so many good riders. Like, you know, Jacob Romero's already, like, put his hand up straight away. And, and to have him back yeah. over surfing here in the island, like, bro, it would be amazing. I'm sure Jerry would fly straight over to have him straight back. There'd be so many people. This is two names I've thrown out, just, you know, two two amazing bodyboarders, but there's so many out there that could just um, – you know, fill a comp sheet. I'd love to get a couple of different multilingual, um, I mean, <laughs> multifaceted, multilingual, multifaceted watermen out there too. You know, it'd be cool to, um, yeah, you know, experiment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 I mean, the only loss would be is if we couldn't get like, you know, the top guys in the world right now that are on the tour, meaning Tana, Pierre, uh, Amore, like that would be sick if that because then you'd really get to see like how good they are, you know, because we don't get to see them in real life here. And I think, you know, it's a tricky wave, so straight away they get thrown in that position, but they want to win, man. So it, if they were – if there was a chance that they could be in it and it could line up, um, I reckon that would be awesome too, man. Yeah, for sure. It'd be amazing to see. I've seen, uh, well, we've all obviously seen Pierre out there and he can do anything, but it'd be really cool to see Tanner. I don't think I've ever seen him out there. Nah. Don't know if he's, I'm sure he probably has, and it's not been there, but um, yeah, interesting to see him surf that wave. That would be really cool. For sure, man. So good luck with it. Get it going. Cheers, my bro. Yeah, and I'll definitely keep everyone updated and, and hopefully, and if everyone wants to, pitch in or um, help out or even have a say, you know, just please give us some feedback on the um, Riptide DMs or, you know, even leave a comment here on the potty. You can do that now on the Spotify um, with the questions tab. So, yeah, please, feedback aplenty because it's for the people and we want it to be the best product possible and, and 
just yeah be legit but um that's enough of me just rambling on coops thank you again so much for your time dissecting 2023 visit maldives pro we've gone hard we've gone soft and i think we found a really healthy medium brother so thank you for your time yeah mate no worries uh happy to be here and i'll see you soon mate yeah we'll have to do this all again for the morocco pro yep looking forward to it sick man it was all a pipe dream, watching bodyboard and I 